Welcome to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast, where we talk with some of the greatest names from the stadium and stage about the music and sports that shaped their lives. I'm John Adams. In my years of working in the music and sports arenas, I've experienced firsthand the surprising connections between these two industries. Together, through this podcast, we will explore this crossover relationship. All of our podcasts have an accompanying Spotify playlist that showcases the music we discuss with each of our guests. Search for The Score on Spotify. In the 1970s, Tower of Power was one of the leading forces behind the funk sound. Their massive hits, What is Hip and Squib Cakes, are staples of throwback nights and stadium play to this day. We will have a conversation with longtime Tower of Power drummer David Garibaldi when we come back. Hi, this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right now, the coronavirus is affecting all of us, but for communities of color, the impact is especially devastating. Sadly, this pandemic amplifies the real-life consequences of existing economic and social inequalities. That's why the NBA is partnering with the National Urban League to help inform, represent, and empower communities of color. This is a time for all of us to help all of us. And the more we understand the issues, the more we will be able to solve them. Now, more than ever, we need to be in this together. Be safe, be informed, and get engaged. All right, and welcome back to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast. And let's bring in today's guest, drummer for the funk powerhouse group, Tower of Power, David Garibaldi. David, how are you, man? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. This is cool. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You're, you're, an, you're an East Bay guy, born and raised? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Born in Oakland. Uh, grew up in Pleasanton, right over the hill from Oakland. <clears throat> I still live in the area, of, you know, in Livermore, you know, uh, Dry Valley, they call it. Just, you know, right outside of San Francisco. Right on. And still here. You grew up at a time in the mid to late 60s when there's a convergence of music and sports like no other in, in the Bay area. Yeah. Let's talk uh, f- first a little bit about the music because tower of power, you guys started, started the band in the, in the mid sixties, correct? The band it started in 1968 as okay. tower of power, but the, like Emilio, who was the leader, he's kind of formed the band, the nucleus of the, of the band when he was 15. Okay. His father tried to keep him out of trouble, so he got him playing <laughs> instruments and that kind of stuff. So, you know, he's the only person that I ever met that started the band the first day that he had an instrument in his hand. So, <laughs> it, you know, a long tradition, you know, it's, and it's kind of been going ever since then. Well, yeah, you, you get the instrument and then I'll, I'll learn to play it later. Let's get the band together. Like, That's it's, correct. It's That's priorities. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so what were your music influences? Well, you know, in the Bay Area, you grew up and there's like uh, tons of music going on. There was like music of every style, you know, great, great music. You know, of course, you know, yeah. the psychedelic thing was happening and there was rock and roll and there was funk and there was, you know, Sly and the Family Stone and there was, you know, great jazz. There was Latin music, great classical music. So you kind of had this swirling mix going on all the time and you, you grew up just hearing all this stuff. So Tower Power 
was kind of a product of all of that mix of everything, you know. Growing up, you also had the Giants move into town in the early 60s, and then... (laughs) And then you yeah. have the Warriors coming in, coming into town, and both yeah. relocated from from other cities, and uh, yes. and you were kind of at this at this time where music the music scene is hot, and sports on the in the Bay Area were really taking shape. It was really cool, you know that the, the period when Tower Power sort of really so we started recording at like at nineteen seventy. We did our first recording and, you know, the, there was the Fillmore, Bill Graham, all of that stuff, you know, but then there was oh, yeah. also kind of like, you know, the, the East Bay um, sports thing with the Raiders and the A's was really, really big. And so I lived in Oakland at the time over by Mills College. And um, you used to see like, you know, you go into like, there was this place called Casper's Hot Dogs and you go in there and the, the A's would be in there. Guys, you know, after a game, they'd go in there at Sal Bando and these guys, you'd see them in there. I remember one time in there, Sal Bando and Gene Tennis come in and I'm, I'm stunned, you know, because here are these guys like, you watch them on TV, you see them in the newspapers and, you know, Joe Rudy and all those guys had great teams that they had and then they're right there. Mm-hmm. And I remember with the with the Raiders, um, <clears throat> there was George Atkinson. Um, he was a really big music fan, mm-hmm. and Jack Tatum was too. And so I remember one time they used to come and hang out with us. We would play at this place downtown Oakland called the On Broadway. And then well, I remember after there was one playoff game that was going on, and we were playing at Winterland in San Francisco. And I walk into the dressing room before the show, and there's like Jack Tatum and the guys that are in there hanging out, you know, just really cool people. You know, it was just the, it just seemed like the, the sports at that time, you know, it was so intertwined with community and all that stuff. And here you, these guys are like huge stars and fabulous athletes and they're accessible, you know, easy to talk to people. You know, they were just fun people. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. You know, John Madden, even he lives here, like right where, <laughs> you know, I live, he lives in Pleasanton, you know, mm-hmm. uh, another guy that worked for the Raiders for many, many years, uh, John Ott, and he worked for them in their video. He did all their video stuff for years and years. He lives close by here. You know, I see him all the time, you know, so there was a real big connection with, sports and music and all this stuff you know of course 49ers and everything too mm-hmm. you know but, but football and baseball man that was like you know so cool around here especially at the time when tower of power mm-hmm. was coming into when you were coming into your own and you have yeah you, you release bump city in 72 and that has your your first really big hit with you're still a young man then 73 hits yeah. with the album tower of power and so very hard to go and the brilliant hit what is hip and which is it, that's like a funk anthem that you just can't get away from that thing is incredible so well, you, we play it every show i mean it, it's you know i'd hope yeah, so kind of we got we got to do that and so that's 73 and in 73 you have the raiders who are do, who are doing well and you have the the a's who are winning a, a world championship that year 
You know, it was just, it was pretty amazing, you know, the, the sports tradition here. Uh, even supposedly I have a distant cousin with his name, his name is Bob Garibaldi. He pitched for the Giants. And I saw him, actually, I saw him pitch one time because his family was from Stockton, not far from, from, uh, where I live. And, uh, so, you know, he's supposed to be some sort of like distant cousin and he had a brother. I think he was a coach in Santa Clara. You know the Santa Clara Broncos or whatever they're called. He's a basketball coach. Hmm. Uh, that's a, that's aside from what we were talking about. But the the, the Oakland A's and the, and the Raiders at that time that was like huge memories for everyone around here because it was in just the best the best sports that you could watch. I mean, it was, the teams were invincible, and yeah. it was so fun to watch them. Uh, I don't know, man. I loved all that stuff. It was just cool. You and, know? and I think about about tracks like What is Hip and Squib Cakes, which is another phenomenal track. And they set the tone, especially for, I think, that, that Raiders mentality that was really developed in the, the late 60s into the 70s when they won their first Super Bowl in 76. Those tracks yeah. give a great vibe to that team and to that era of football. They used to play our music at the, they still do. You can hear it, you know, NBA finals and stuff. They'll play squid cake. Sometimes they play what is hip. You know, they have smart music programmers and, you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll hit, they'll hit the, you know, the commercial breaks with uh, some tower of power, which is really cool. You know, that's, but, that's got, yeah, you gotta I mean, love that. It's awesome. It's awesome to be sitting there and they're still, you know, that's still part of the, the soundtrack of what's going on. You know, it's cool. You left, Tower of Power to do to work with other artists to develop some of your own projects that you had working on. You worked with Natalie Cole and Mickey Hart and the Buddy Rich Orchestra, Boz Skaggs. You worked with with a who's who of the music scene. Well, I've done a lot of different things. You know, uh, part of it was because Tower of Power was having a few little issues, and so I just didn't want to be around it. So I left for a while. It ended up being. Uh, 18 years and, and in that period I did you know lots of other stuff I do educational stuff I teach uh, you know I write books and, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff you know but just music you know all the time you know that's kind of what I do and Step Up the new album is absolutely great starting uh, well, starting you. you like it I, I love it and starting off with East Bay All The Way that seems like a track that I need to get to the Oakland A's like immediately it's a it's a great track for in-stadium production and for a sports feel it's a and it's a quick track it's like 54 seconds long yeah they'll probably they'll probably play it you know at some point uh when the Raiders were here you know of course they're going to be really missed because that's just just part of the fabric of everything but when the Raiders are here the horn section used to do uh the national anthem Mm -hmm. you know over there at uh at the Coliseum. And, uh, so I, the, the tradition was, is that if it, you played the national anthem and they won, you got to do it again. Mm-hmm. If they lost, you didn't get to do it again. <laughs> Cause then you brought bad juju to the team. So <laughs> I guess must've been something like that. Well, well then they, they must've done well when they, when they performed the anthem to co- to, to be able to do it a few times. Well, they've done it there. They've done it for the Giants. They've done it for the 49ers. And, you know, we did a, a Warriors uh, 
last year or the year before, we did a Warriors halftime show. Mm-hmm. The guy who was producing the halftime show had done Madison Square Garden halftime shows. Yes, you know, for the for the Knicks, and so he started doing them there for the Warriors here when it was at the Oakland Coliseum, right before they moved to the Chase Center. That's right. And so we went over there, did a halftime show. It was pretty cool. Sean Bennett over at the the Golden State Warriors, who was with the the Madison Square Garden and the Knicks, and then moved over to the Golden State Warriors a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I met him one time. I didn't. I don't remember his name, but he was very pleasant, uh, you know, and really loved Tower Power. So you know, it was just yeah. an awesome opportunity to be able to be there and participate in, you know, in that environment. It was cool. You know, you mentioned the horn section, and in a funk band, people really gravitate toward that the, those strong horns, and and I get it. But I think one of the one of the things that's lost is how critical the drummer is to a funk band and maybe doesn't get as much as much pub as as a horn section because if you know when when a when a drummer is bad in a funk band because it seems like everybody else is lost but when a drummer is spot on they're almost underappreciated well the you know the drummer is really kind of one of the most important voices in the band. So if you have a, if you have a good drummer, a good lead singer, that band's going to be pretty good. If, it, if it's opposite, then people are not going to like it. And that's just kind of how it goes. And so with our, with our music, uh, the horn section, they're really, really famous. I mean, they've done hundreds and hundreds of huge recording sessions. Mm-hmm. Elton John, Aerosmith, you know, just some of the biggest people in music. And so they're very, very famous. But our music is very rhythm section driven. So the horns are part of the fabric of it, but because they're the Tower Power horn section, they're famous, you know, they get they get lots of lots of ink, you know. Yeah. But that's cool. But yes, in our band it's very rhythm oriented. So yes, a drum chair is pretty important, you know, as in most in most bands in general. And and the lead single of the new album step up, which is also the title of the album. The drums in that are so intricate and just amazing. That whole track is, is a, is a great funk single from the brand new album that just, just came out. What a, a month ago, March 20. It's right after all of this nutty stuff started. Oh my gosh. You know, we, you know, it came out just like here. We're sitting at home. I think our last show was, March 9th, and usually at this time of year, we're rolling. We call it the Million Gig March. I mean, we're out <laughs> doing our thing, you know, running around the world, and we haven't even really had to got our year started yet, you know, which is, of course, it's that way for everyone, you know. And has there been talk of, of rescheduling concerts and getting back on the road? What does that look like for you guys right now? Well, for all musicians, it's pretty tough because live shows are, you know, they're either postponed or canceled. A lot of big shows that we were going to do this year, you know, festivals and things, they're moved into next year now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I really don't know what that, how that's going to go. You know, we have tour, we had a whole thing planned for the year, big schedule. We had just signed with a new, uh, a booking agency paradigm, uh, in Los Angeles. 
and they had started rolling, you know, putting putting us on some really great shows, and uh, now all of that stuff is uh, is off the table, you know, yeah. for everyone. All my friends all over the world, I get have, have friends all over the place, and you know, I hear from everybody. We check in with each other all the time, and everybody's sitting at home looking for a way to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's just changing now. So who knows where, where it's going to go. Yeah, it seems like everybody's in flux. And and in our yeah, world, sports yeah. teams and mu- music is sitting and waiting, just waiting for everything yeah. to start up again. I mean, usually at this time of the year, <clears throat> my uh, MLB subscription is getting, you know, <laughs> uh, is getting lots of uh, work. Uh, we got baseball going on here at the house every day watching and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my son, he's like a huge basketball fan. So, you know, he, he, um, he's in high school. And so his, his thing is, is basketball 24 seven. So yeah, we we're missing everything around here. You got the Golden State Warriors to watch too, which have been an amazing team to watch over the past five, six years. Just fantastic. Kind of cool, you know. Yeah, kind of cool to, to watch the, how they build the team and the, just the, kind of the mindset that that everybody has, you know, about wanting to win and all that. It's, it's so cool to see. And, you know, unfortunately, this last season, maybe, you know, this whole thing has been merciful for the Warriors so, so they could have a break, you know. <laughs> Get healthy uh, again. Yeah, healthy again, you know. But once they're healthy again, I think they're going to be right back in it. Without a doubt, they still got youth. They still have massive talent. That's uh, that's going to be yeah. The, the the dynasty will continue. Yeah, and they got Steve Kerr. So yes, he's like a ma- you know the mastermind. He's been there. He really knows. He's a master at you know his personality, you know, understanding the personalities of everyone, getting everybody to play together. Let me ask you, what are you listening to? I listen to lots of different stuff. I listen to like, you know, like newer artists. I listen to lots of old music. Uh, when I say, when I say old music, I love jazz. And so I listen to, you know, a lot of jazz music, lots of Latin music. I love Latin music. Anything that sort of catches my ear, and so it's a real big mix of stuff. I can't say that I have a, you know, a, a favorite thing that I listen to as much as I can say that I listen to styles of music a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, things I really enjoy. I love certain players. I love saxophone players. I love trumpet players. Uh, I love big band music. And so, you know, anything that's well done, it doesn't have to really be a particular style, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would you say you're a playlist guy or a full album guy? I don't know that I'm either. Right on. I kind of like put on I kind of like put on music as kind of like a backdrop for what I do and sometimes I don't even know what it is. I just like the vibe of it. You know, um, I love Miles Davis. You know, his music, his music to me is very uh, still very uh, cinematic in a way, you know, mm-hmm. it's really dramatic. I love listening to it. I love the old those players, Tony Williams, and you know all those guys that were in Miles Davis's bands. I have really good friends that were you know played on really good friend drummer Lenny White, who's played on a historic uh, 
Miles Davis album called Bitches Brew. Hmm. Historic album. Thank you so much for your time and for uh, for coming on with us. It's been a, a great conversation, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the SCORE Music and Sports Podcast. You can listen to the music mentioned in this podcast by clicking the Spotify link in the description or by searching The Score on Spotify. Please take a moment to leave a review and share the podcast with your friends and family. For more exclusive interviews and playlists, subscribe to The Score Music and Sports Podcast now.